Come on. Hello, dear listener. Before we get into today's show, quick ask. If you find value in today's show or you've gotten value out of a previous show, please leave us a quick five-star review. Be super grateful. Thanks a lot. The strong, the powerful Rick Hall is the CEO of Agility Corporation, a software entrepreneur. He's focused on analytics, and now he's here on Money Savage Create. Welcome, Rick. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for uh, for having me, George. Really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm married. I have a daughter who's in uh, senior in high school. Uh, a dog uh, who I spend a lot of time with, and uh, split my time between the East Coast and the mountains in Colorado. So I'm kind of an outdoors guy. I like to hike and bike and swim and ski and you know that all kind of keeps me uh, keeps me sane. I'm, I'm a software entrepreneur. Been doing software for 30 years, uh, so I guess kind of a long time. And have been lucky to get into the uh, the analytics space. Um, you know, I like to say I'm an, I'm a, I was a nerd before it was cool, uh, and. Uh, uh, so I mix uh, doing the outdoor stuff with uh, uh, running and starting companies. When you say that you were a nerd before it was cool, what does your uh, what does your teenage daughter say about that? You know, she uh, <laughs> uh, she sometimes likes to call me, you know, an old dad. You oh. know, on the other hand, then she'll you know occasionally let on that she appreciates me, but you understand how a you know an eighteen year old. <laughs> girl it's only gonna admit you know so much uh out of her dad right now she's lobbying for a car so she's uh become very nice yes yes the 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 worm has turned so to speak nice okay well best of luck to her in 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 her uh, quest for for an automobile so yeah all right so uh so software more specifically analytics what is it about analytics that 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 piques your interest that perks you up yeah, so you know when I was uh, when I was in college, uh, I did a whole bunch of things and kind of played with computers on the side. Uh, I got associated with a nonprofit uh, that was doing door to door canvassing around environmental activity. And for the longest time, I would say to the director, you know, hey, we got to automate this, right? Because we were collecting names on notepads back in the day. And one day she said to me, "Oh, just shut up and do it." Uh, and uh, so I started kind of from the perspective of a business need, which in that case was tracking our membership and understanding who our members were and what they cared about. Uh, and that really just kind of propelled me. It was always kind of this interest in, in how do you understand your customers uh, or your members uh, with data and how do you use that data to affect an outcome that's better for them and then ultimately better for your organization. And I guess I fundamentally believe that if you use data to create a better outcome for your constituents, that that will also create a better outcome for you. Um, So, you know, kind of combining that with just kind of a, you know, kind of a curiosity about logic uh, and uh, uh, how things work 
um, that uh, that got me interested in you know kind of computers in the first place, kind of you know, and then I fell into really analytics as the career developed. It became more and more. I was doing work on data related systems, and that's that's been what I've done. Nice. And now fast forward, right after you know years of starting companies and being the CEO of companies, running companies, all all and 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 as as the industry has just really the world has obviously changed with technology is is your belief about analytics the same as it was before more so less so yeah i mean i think that fundamental idea that if you use data to create better outcomes that's that's the same uh the technology has changed radically and you know kind of what i think is really interesting right now is we're kind of at a point where uh, if we can do a good job of empowering business decision makers or organizational decision makers to actually use, create data on their own, that they don't have to go through some massive engineering exercise to get outcomes, you know, that's kind of the cutting edge and that's kind of where we sit. Uh, but, uh, you know, fundamentally, technology has changed. Uh, the fundamental goal of delivering value is hasn't. Right. Right. Delivering value, doing a great job, serving the people you're interested in serving. That's that that is hopefully always going to be a truism. And, and, and I imagine that it will be. So when you talk about use and create data on their own, I'm not sure if that's exactly what you said or not. That's that's kind of the trick. Tell me more about that. Yeah, so so I'll use an example for you, right? So let's say you were the head of sales for a retail company a year ago, and uh, you had great analytics about your sales process and your stores, and you're feeling really good. And then, unfortunately, COVID comes along. And uh, you have this situation where you're trying to figure out, well, are more people going to come to my stores? How's uh, my sales going to change? If I have to deliver to them, what does it mean in areas that have more cases than other areas? And so you go back to your your analytics department. You say, hey, you know, I got to do this analysis on this problem that has come up. And how does test positivity impact my sales? And your head of data and analytics says to you, absolutely, I can do that for you. I'll have an answer for you in six months. Mm. And and you say, well, I got to stock my stores next week right now. Uh, so you turn to a business analyst on your team, somebody who you hired who has a business degree or an MBA or a college communications degree, and you say, look, go get this data, and figure out, you know, how this is changing our business. And you send this person off on what is a scramble. They pull all this data from the corporate systems and into Excel, and they add whatever new data they can come up with, and they produce some result. And they do that kind of on the side of your core systems. Um, so that's how you get in a situation where all kinds of variation happens downstream. And where we're in today, this happens in virtually every company, is big engineered processes cannot keep up with the change of business, whether it's the pandemic or something else that's going to happen next week or in six months. We have to have business people 
who can easily get to answers about questions that they didn't know they were going to ask a week ago and be able to answer those questions today. That's the imperative we're at. And we're never going to solve that problem by passing processes to hardcore engineers. As great as they are and as important as they are to the process, we have to be able to empower people in the business to make decisions. And that means giving them tools where they can take in new data that they didn't know they had. So let's say test positivity data and mix that with data that they do have that's coming from their corporate systems, maybe their sales data, and come up with some result. Which certainly makes sense, right? And I can see it, somebody trying to design a new Excel spreadsheet and, and everything else, which is exactly what probably happens 99% yeah. of the time. All right, so so what you are, are working on is is giving people that widget to be able to do that. So is, yeah. it the, is, it, is it making something so that you can customize the inputs depending on, on, on what it is that you need, what, what how, how just. So, so the, the, you know, the journey to an outcome, a better decision, you know, it, it's, uh, if you go back to the starting point, it's, you know, I've got to acquire some data. I've got to put that data somewhere. I got to build some calculation on that data. Maybe I have to clean it and integrate it. And then I have to do some calculation and provide an outcome. Um, so it's really kind of tools across that process is really what we're doing is building tools that empower the analyst um, and the engineer. We need them to collaborate because there's a lot of stuff you need the engineer to do. There's some things you need the analyst to do. And what we do is we provide a tool that's free. Uh, and if users like it, they can upgrade to a paid version and from a paid version to a premium version. So the core of our business model is it's got to be useful to the person who's solving the problem because, first of all, they're going to try it for free. They're not going to give me any money, give us any money until they like what they got. And then only are they going to subscribe and create you know, more and more uh, capabilities, use more and more capabilities and ultimately, uh, ultimately pay for them. But it's that journey of i got to acquire data, put it somewhere, which we call ingest the data. I probably have to do some cleansing and some integration of that data. And then I got to calculate some you know, analysis I want to produce. And then I've got to deliver that into some business process. And that's kind of the journey. And uh, tools across that journey is what we provide for both the engineer and the analyst to work together. Everything you just said makes sense to me, so. <laughs> there you go, good. Yes, boom. Um, when, when, when I think about, uh, a, a company like Salesforce, for example, it's like this spaceship rocket ship that I, I remember I was supposed to use it, uh, 10 years ago. And I was like, what in the world is this thing? It seems like, just like I described, it's like a spaceship and all I need is like a covered wagon to, to, to get to where I want to go is as, as in, and I don't know if that's really the marketplace that you're playing in because Salesforce is just sort of, it, it's, it's, its own thing. Um, who, who, who do you see as being the, 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 the real user of your tool and, and how do you fit in with like a Salesforce? Yeah. So, uh, you know, so Salesforce did a whole bunch of things. One is they changed the model of how software is sold. So you could walk up and on the internet, sign up for the use of their tool with a credit card. Uh, and that really has completely changed 
our industry. So now you can go to Amazon and you can walk up and sign up and use their analytical applications for a credit card without buying a computer, without spending a ton of money on capital, uh, without licensing some massive application. So that's something they've done, which has been great for the industry. And they also created a subscription model uh, around that. So you pay over time, which means I have to create something valuable to you. Or even if you do use it today, you'll stop using it next year or six weeks from now, and you won't pay me in the future. So that, that kind of value equation that they have changed, which is pretty massive, and it's true across the, the world. Now, Salesforce, their, their tools are for salespeople or you know customer service people. Uh, and uh, we might be providing tools for the analyst who maybe sits next to the salesperson uh, or the engineer who has to build some commission uh, you know, process for the salesperson. Um, and uh, so we might have to pull data from Salesforce. We often do. So we provide connectors that you can pull that data and data from God knows where uh, into, into an environment where, and then we sit on top of these big analytic uh, data structures that exist. You, you may have heard recently this company Snowflake went public massive IPO uh, and they provide a data platform. We sit on top of those platforms and provide tools for the, the business. Got it. Nice. If that makes sense. Yeah. How hard is it to, to, to get a business to say, yes, I, I, I need to start tracking this and then, then to actually take action on it and, 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 and stick with it? It's uh, it's hard and it's different, right? So when I started in the business, you asked a little bit, it was changed. We used to sell to the corporate leaders. So we'd go to the CTO or the, the chief technology officer or the head of sales, and we'd try to sell them some great thing. And we always kind of meant that what we had was great. Uh, we believed it. But the fact is that if we convinced them, that was always different than convincing users to use the software. And so you could have some great thing and then they would hand it to their end user and the end user look at it and go, this doesn't meet my need or I don't want to change my process. And so a lot of software became shelfware. So today our model is this kind of freemium model, right? So we don't start with the CTO. We start with Joe user, Shelly user. We provide them something for free so they don't have to go ask anybody for it. They can start using it. Now, there's only a limited set of features for free, and then they have to pay to get more features. Um, and even that initial payment, you know, for our base product, it's $100, $125 a year for a user. So it's not a lot of money. Uh, and uh, so our whole approach to finding, getting to that point where a big corporation is going to, you know, have 3,000 seats starts with, one person, two people, five people using it for free and then starting to find value in it and ultimately through that value equation, purchasing more and uh, and going further down the line. So the selling model has completely changed in software. Um, and I think it's better for the customer. It's better for, for us. Uh, you know, it forces you to really think about value uh, for the user. And, uh, you know, because that's the, 
that's the whole driver. It isn't a fancy sales call, and it isn't even showing up in their office and taking them out on a golfing anymore, right? Because we can't do that. Uh, right. <laughs> and which, which frankly is, uh, you know, kind of in this crazy world we're in, is a, it's probably a good thing for companies like ours, terrible thing for many others. But, you know, it turns out that a lot of that travel was kind of vanity travel, right? And uh, we can do a lot by talking to somebody on a, you know, Skype call or Zoom. And uh, that's actually a lot better. Yeah. Talk about a whole new, um, I don't know if use case is the, is, 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 is the correct term, but entire companies need to change the way that they're measuring their whole sales process and their, their really customers coming in, maintaining them now that we're not going out to lunch or coffee or whatever it might be. So, yeah, yeah, it's a different world. Do, and, do, do, and do, unfortunately, one that's kind of bifurcated, right? So, you know, those of us who really work in this technology space are probably seeing some of our best uh, times. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's, that's not so for, uh, the woman who started in a restaurant and built her life around it. Yeah. Yeah, well, certainly. So in, in terms of, in, in terms of that, um, how, how are you distributing? Is it, you're, you're coming on podcasts, you're tell me a little bit about that strategy. Yeah, so uh, so we uh, we have an active uh, website. We do things like podcasts. We are active on LinkedIn. So it's all kinds of you know kind of call it social marketing that we do. We also work with the big software companies. So we have partnerships with Amazon and Snowflake and some of these other uh, folks. So they they recommend our stuff. But fundamentally. Our selling model is this kind of word of mouth model. Then my team is spread out, um, you know, across really from Silicon Valley to Central Europe, uh, nine time zones that were distributed. And uh, we all work, uh, you know, like this on video and, uh, you know, we connect with each other, you know, kind of in, in this fashion. So our salespeople do the same. Uh, you know, certainly that free subscription, you know, you show up at the website because you saw something on a, on a, you know, LinkedIn or on a podcast, you heard something that sounded interesting. I'm an analyst. I got to crunch this data. I want to go, yeah, I'm going to go check it out. Uh, and, uh, but you know, when you want to work a little further, you might need some help from our salespeople and they're going to engage you the same way, uh, through the, uh, through the internet. And, uh, you know, kind of in some ideal uh, world, uh, our ability to connect with each other without, you know, getting on airplanes and burning jet fuel, um, you know, kind of has this, I think, seed of positivity about, you know, about the about about where where the world is going that, you know, hopefully we can uh, get on the other side of. Time will tell, Rick. <laughs> Time will tell, yes. I love it. Well, Rick, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Yeah, I think that for me it's about, you know, kind of visualizing the future um, and, uh, you know, spending your time thinking about your path. Uh, you know, am I doing things every day that still relate to what I think the future can be uh, for the world, for myself, for my company, for my family, right? It's uh, 
you know, something that, uh, you know, I didn't, nobody really taught me. I just kind of learned over time, but it has been the most useful thing for me in my life is that if you kind of look ahead, uh, think ahead, you know, I spend time out with my dog, uh, walking and thinking and, uh, just think ahead, visualize the future, visualize the steps to get there. And, and I think that you can do so. Well, I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. Rick, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? How can they engage with Agenity? Sure. You know, so they can engage with again, Agenity on our website. So it's Agenity.com. You know, like I said, the product initially is free. So download it. Try it out. Tell us what you think. You know, we're always interested. You know, we have a pretty active presence on LinkedIn, et cetera. And I'm also on LinkedIn. So, you know, I've been lucky as an entrepreneur uh, and uh, I'm always trying to find, you know, and help others. So, you know, kind of look, you're starting a business, you want a little advice, just reach out to me. And if I can, I'll, I'll offer you what I can. Uh, a lot of people did that for me. And, you know, I really try to do that for others. Amen. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Rick your appreciation and share today's show with a friend that also appreciates good ideas. Go to agility.com. That's A-G-I-N-I-T-Y.com. Download the software. Check it out. Thanks again, Rick. George, thank you very much for your time today. You have a good day. You as well. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. As we are all in this together. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right.